another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show, hot off the heels of Bayern Munich's big 2-0 victory over Wolfsburg. And it was a dominant showing from the Bavarians in a match that I think a lot of us thought was going to be kind of a muck fest that was not going to be easy. Of course, Nico Kovac, Bayern's old coach, is at the helm of Wolfsburg, and he had no interest in coming back to his old stomping grounds and taking a beating. So his team, while they did fall behind early and while they did scuffle for the majority of the match, did fight hard. They did limit Bayern Munich's chances and put together a respectable effort that kept the game relatively close. But we will talk about all that first. Let's recap what happened in the match, how the scoring went down, who did what, and all of that. So let's get started. Early on, you could see that Wolfsburg was going to try and slow the game down. And actually, they were giving Bayern some problems early on. Uh, And it wasn't really until about the, I want to say about the 12th minute, where Bayern started to show signs where they were going to be able to break through. And of course, uh, after several chances, uh, we saw Sadio Mane break through, uh, but his goal in the 20th minute was disallowed. Uh, he was offside, and that is a bit of consistent problem for Mane early in his Bayern Munich tenure. I don't know if it's a timing thing, if the players need to just get used to how he plays, how he makes his runs, the timing of his runs, or if he's just jumping the gun a bit because he's a little bit anxious. Either way, uh, he had that instance of being offside, and he actually even later in the game, he had another goal that was disallowed for offside. So one of those things to work on for the squad in their attack over the course of this season. But the important thing is they are looking extremely dangerous. Uh, what we did see, however, was more of that Musiala magic. And in the 33rd minute, uh, Jamal Musiala put on uh, an individual showcase, some great footwork and movement. And then just rifled a shot into the corner, 33rd minute, like I said, and that put Byron up 1-0. What can you say about this kid? He just continues to impress everyone. He has just become the player on the Bayern Munich side that the opposition has to account for. And uh, it's just been tremendous to watch. And we'll talk about him a little bit later, but you can see uh, just how important important he was going to be not just for this game but how important he might be for the squad the rest of the season so uh, another continued great effort from Musiala in the 44th minute Yashua Kimmich did a little bit of footwork of his own freed himself up for a shot from the top of the box of course the shot found its way to Thomas Muller who deflected the goal uh, deflected the ball into the net for a very Muller-esque goal it made it 2-0 in the 44th minute uh, Muller has that knack for being in the right place at the right time. Uh, he has been very active offensively. I thought this was a, a really strong game for him. Uh, and it might not look that way necessarily on the score sheet, but he was very disruptive, uh, was was really causing Wolfsburg a lot of issues. And maybe he was uh, maybe a little incentivized to play against Nico Kovac. Kovac, of course, was the last coach at Bayern Munich to bench Muller. Uh, we saw Carlo Ancelotti do that as well, but Muller seemed like he had a little extra pep in his step to uh, take on Kovac and Wolfsburg, and he, and he played great, in my opinion. So Byron went into halftime at 2-0, and we did see the rare halftime sub where Leroy Sané came on for Serge Gnabry. Um, it really wasn't Gnabry's best half in the first half, and I haven't seen anything as of yet to say whether or not 
that uh, Gnabry was hurt or he was battling anything or sick or anything like that. It, it could be out there. I just have not seen it yet. Uh, but either way, Sané came on for Gnabry. Uh, Sané, uh, it's one of those things, right? So I know there's some criticism that that people say I'm a little more critical of Sané. And to get that out of the way, he is a fantastic player, a very skilled player. He has been in a rut. And I don't think it's bad to say that he's been in a rut. And I don't think he was especially active in his appearance today. I thought that he was lackadaisical at times. Um, he did get off a couple of opportunities. Uh, I don't think they were really hit with any authority, which which kind of hurt him. Uh, and I, I think he just mishit them. I don't think it was a lack of effort. I just think he mishit them. It just was one of those things where I think people are rooting for Sané. You want to see him be successful, but something's bothering him right now, whether it's uh, he's just struggling with his form or he's not as confident, whatever the case. He hasn't looked right and it's been a while since he has. So I think it's fair at this point to say something's a little bit off with him. And I think it's more fair to say he's not one of the team's best 11 players at this point. And his role coming off the bench, I think, is is deserved at this point. He's not as effective as Jamal Musiala or Thomas Muller. You could argue uh, that his position with Serge Gnabry could be interchangeable. Uh, Sadio Mane, of course, being a highly touted transfer, is not going to be seeing the bench anytime soon. But when Kingsley Kuman comes back, despite what we have seen about where Nagelsmann sees him as a fit, I think you you could start to see uh, the manager start to toy with using Mane and Coman together at the top of the formation. And it's not necessarily a knock on Gnabry, who has been fine this season. He wasn't great today, but he's he's been good in his other appearances. But Sané just he hasn't been great, and it's okay to say that. It's... Listen, if you can't look at a player and tout them when they're good and then be able to be critical of them when they're bad, then you're you're not doing yourself a disservice. Like, I don't think you have to fanboy anyone's cause. Uh, Sané hasn't been good. So uh, hopefully he can get it together because if he can, look how much stronger Bayern will be. But this has been an extended funk. And I do think some of it probably has to do with the fact that he's not a surefire top choice for the lineup week in and week out. So, um, you know... It's one of those things where I think people really do want to see the guy succeed. It's just not happening yet. And, you know, listen, even when he did, uh, when he was able to get one of his shots to reach and that Cone Castiles made a good save on it. So uh, Castiles, as always, though, he uh, he always seems to bring his A game against Byron, just like many other goalkeepers do. Uh, as the second half progressed, Byron did, in my opinion, take its foot off the gas a little bit. They still were getting opportunities, but it didn't seem like uh, they were quite as sharp as they were in the first half. And I think you saw that as a result. You know, we did see in the 73rd minute Mane go offside again. Um, You know, we saw a couple of opportunities. Thomas Muller had a a few chances in particular. Uh, One, he didn't hit well. Another one, he shot and was deflected. Uh, I think on another day, maybe another time with a little more focus, those could have all been goals and, and, and as we talked about Sané had a couple opportunities as well that on a different day maybe he buries so um you know while Byron was not as sharp or precise in their attack in the second half they still were thoroughly dominant uh Wolfsburg had no chance to be honest they could not string anything together Byron's defense was rock solid of course that was led by Luca Hernandez, Dio Upamecano, who I thought was very very strong once again Alfonso Davies and Benjamin Pavar and Pavar 
you know, he just looks like a different player to me. And sure, he's not perfect. He made a couple of mistakes today, but the energy level, his willingness to attack, he looks much more confident going forward. We're seeing the player that I think a lot of people wanted to see when Byron signed him just a couple of seasons back. So this is, uh, it's been encouraging for, for several of the players. As the game went on, uh, we did see Max Cruza come in at the same time as Sané at halftime. I should have noted that, but uh, Cruza, it's it's tough to figure out, you know, what his deal is. He's a part-timer now at Wolfsburg. He was the star at Union Berlin. Of course, he's paid more at Wolfsburg, but uh, just an odd career choice and an odd time for Cruza. and he didn't look like himself today either. Uh, later on, we would see Frank Nemecha come in and Luca Volchmit come in for Wolfsburg. Uh, they were not really able to make much of an impact. Uh, as I talked about, 73rd minute was that disallowed goal by Mane, and we did see Bayern make a couple of more subs. Uh, Matisse Tell came on for Sadio Mane in the 80th minute. Ryan Gravenberg, Gravenberg came on for Jamal Musiala in the 83rd minute. Wolfsburg made a couple of late subs as well. Uh, no one that was really impactful in the match. The match ended at 2-0 Bayern, and I thought it was a, a good showing for a squad, again, it was not a, as quite a, an offensive explosion or offensive display that we had seen in the first two games of the season. But Bayern, I thought, was really good again. And I don't think that Wolfsburg was able to really challenge them or present uh, much of a threat throughout the entirety of the match. And I, I think that says something. And while some fans will probably lament the lack of goals in the second half and that Bayern wasn't quite as sharp, I think that's just one of those things that happened. You have to remember, this is still a team adjusting to a, a different formation in this 4-2-2-2. Uh, it's a team that's still working to integrate several pieces. Uh, it, it's going to take a little bit of time. And even though they've had some great early returns, there's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. Uh, it, it's just this was a match where I think Wolfsburg had a good game plan coming in. They wanted to muck this up. They wanted to slow Byron down. They wanted to try and attack Benjamin Pavar. But once Byron made the adjustments, and as I need no name pointed out in the live blog, uh, once they started to try and attack Pavard, open some things up for Davies to start dribbling more in the midfield, and that presented a whole different option uh, for Bayern Munich and something that Wolfsburg had to try and defend, and they they struggled with that at times. So uh, while Davies uh, <clears throat> had his moments, had some ups and downs, he was overall very good and played a, a big role in how Byron was able to attack in the first half. So that was that was very good uh, on his behalf, and it was great to see for the team. As we talked about with Musiala, when you look at the big game-changing factors of this, Musiala, he's been that guy all season. And you could argue that he was that guy many times last season. The difference is now he's getting that extended run that people like me have been dying to see uh, for a long time. He is that good. I'm ecstatic that Julian Nagelsmann is giving him the opportunity to start. He's not just falling back and, and giving that time to the veterans. Nagelsmann has made the leap, I think, to acknowledging that this kid is a dynamic threat every time he's on the pitch and that he has, he's a kid that you can't take off right now. Uh, when I look at the starting 11 and I look at who should go where, the the one or two names that I'm seeing that I need in that attack every match are Musiala and Muller. And, and a lot of it's because of what they do off the ball, what they see. Musiala is completely disruptive for many reasons. He's got electric turns and he's able to burst out of those turns and create a lot of panic 
in the opposition's defense. Whereas Mueller, he can make those off the ball runs. He sees just the vision he has and what he's able to see on the pitch. It creates something special within that attack. And while you do have other great players like Sadio Mane, I'd be more comfortable rotating Mane out right now than I would Musiala or Mueller. So uh, those two players to me were the most effective and best on the pitch. I'll be eager to look at the post-match ratings from not just the German publications, but I'd like to take a look at who scored and Sofa scored just to see how those ratings align with what I thought my eyes saw in the match. And what I saw was Thomas Muller and Jamal Musiala really being the engine for Bayern Munich today, powering everything, being disruptive forces that could not be dealt with by Wolfsburg. And that's a great sign of things that come. So when you have Muller and you have Musiala operating at that level, it, it almost doesn't matter who's at, sitting at the top of the formation because they're going to get a lot of opportunities. And with the way Davies played and with the way Pavar played, that offensive-minded attacking, pushing up the pitch. I mean, I think I saw more dribbling out of Pavar today than we saw all of last season. So I'm really happy with what I'm seeing out of the attack. And I think a lot of that has to do with how much attention Musiala and Muller draw and how they're able to open things up for everyone else on the pitch. Uh, some other things that I was really happy to see, and it's, again, a continued uh, set of efforts that have been really good for Marcel Sabitzer and Benjamin Pavar. Uh, two guys that had, were really, at, they had tough seasons last year in a lot of ways. I was not as hard on Pavar as some others, and, and but I do get why people gave him that criticism. Uh, but this season, I think he's he's been damn good. I think he has showed so much more energy. He's played with much more confidence. I think part of that is maybe for the first time in a long time, his body is operating at hundred percent. And I've theorized over the years that Pavar is one of these guys that if he's not operating physically at hundred percent, it drops his game dramatically. And I think it does also take him a long time to recover. So the fact that he's running like he is, that he has just been uh, just a ball of fire in the box, whether it's on set piece attempts or just getting involved in the offense, he is creating opportunities and giving his team chances as well. This is a this is the type of player that could be very successful in, in Julian Nagelsmann's attack, and it's also the type of player that's going to keep Nusarmas Rally on the bench if he continues to put these kind of efforts in. Sabitzer, well, I mean, what can you say? Last season was so tough for him, but he has rebounded. He has refocused. Uh, he had a couple of attempts today that, uh, you know, on a different day, if he hits a little better, might go in. But he's taking advantage of those opportunities. He's also holding the line and letting Yashua Kimmich bomb forward and play a little more aggressively on offense, which has opened things up. I think last year, Sabitzer did not know how to balance playing with Kimmich or Goresko or whoever. And now he has realized that his role, at least when playing with Kimmich, is to be a little more defensive and then seek those late run opportunities to get involved. And he's done just a really good job at that. You have to be happy with what you're seeing out of him because Leon Goretzka, if for as good as he is, he does have a knack for getting injured. And if, if Goretzka or even Kimmich pick up injuries right now, it appears that Sabitzer's going to be quite capable of filling their boots, which is a great thing. Uh, some areas improvement that I think, that Byron could take out of this. I mean, first and foremost, I think that there has to be uh, a little more precision and a little more focus in the second half of games. 
I think we saw this in the Arbe Leipzig match as well in the Super Cup, where there was, I don't want to say a lapse, but maybe just a step down in the level of focus that that hurt the team in the second half. And I think that was very similar today. I don't think they were hurt by it, but they just weren't as precise. And I think if this Bayern team was completely focused, completely with it today in that second half, they could have added two or three more goals. And and part of that could have been, you know, you make a substitution at halftime when things were working well, you put Sané in for Gnabry. And again, for whatever the reason was, Gnabry could have been sick, hurt, whatever. Uh, things just didn't click as as uh, as good as they did with Gnabry. And it wasn't quite as free-flowing. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that Bayern Munich is going to have to work through and get better at. No matter who is in the lineup, they have to be, make it become more seamless and I think that they're capable of doing that. And as I mentioned earlier, you when you look at things to improve at this point, there, there aren't a ton of things that look like they require a lot of work. But it would be good for Sadio Mane to be a little more attentive to those those runs and where he's at on in regard to offside. And it could, like I said, just be a case where his teammates need to find a way to get him the ball a split second earlier or he needs to uh, – find a way to better time his runs to work with his teammates. So whatever the case is with that, I think he'll eventually get on the same page. I just think right now it's a little bit of a struggle. One thing I do know that if his name was Timo Mane, he'd be getting ridiculed by every Premier League fan. So uh, I don't think it's a major issue yet. And obviously he's such a veteran and so talented that he's going to be able to make these adjustments. Uh, it's just, you know, could lead to some frustrating moments in between now and whenever that happens, because like I said, he, he could have had two goals, two more goals today. And, you know, with him, I'm sure he's this more disappointed in himself than anything uh, for being slightly offside on those plays. So, uh, you know, one of those things that the team can get better at. And finally, I think what I want to leave you with is, you know, there's always a lot of back and forth every day. How good is this team? Can they do it without Robert Lewandowski? You know, how much should I buy into or believe this? Uh, you know, believe in this team. And I think that, you know, the thing to look at through all of this is the positive steps they're making every week. And even though this was a match where you can say maybe they weren't the best at their best in the second half, I think that they are still continuing to make strides. They play with just so much energy that I do think it overwhelms the opposition and they are fun. This is a very fun team to watch. And I know I use that word a lot, especially on post games, because I, I, what I see is a group of players enjoying playing together. I'm seeing Julian Nagelsmann having a lot of fun coaching this group. So you can see when there's that kind of energy and there's that kind of cohesion, even in moments when you're not at your most sharp, like we saw in the second half today, the games are still entertaining. They are still intense. And I think that with the way things are going, we are really seeing a Bayern Munich team that, that listen, they might not be Champions League winner caliber just yet, but they're going to be able to put themselves in the discussion for being one of those teams that has a good chance to compete for a Champions League title. Uh, of course, so much can happen between now and then, but we are seeing some very good things. We're seeing players that are working well together. We're seeing some ingenuity and creativity with how Nagelsmann is using these players. And I think if everyone can continue to stay healthy if everyone can continue to evolve with the way that this team is playing this is going to be a, a you know a dynamic team to keep track of and follow week to week 
And as I've said many, many times, they're going to be a lot of fun. So from a viewing standpoint, you can't ask for much more than what you're getting out of this team. They give you their money's worth every single week. So I'll leave you with that big win for Bayern Munich 2-0, sending Nico Kovac back to Wolfsburg. But uh, I don't think Kovac will be too upset with that result. Uh, He knew he was uh, (laughs) fighting an uphill battle coming in. So a 2-0 defeat is not all that bad for the first year coach at Wolfsburg. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tommy Adams at Tommy Adams 71 and you can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Please check out our site for all of our post-game coverage, including our initial analysis, match awards, and observations. We will also have post-game reactions. Uh, check out Tom working the Twitter account. He does an awesome job with that. And he always has some fun stuff going on there. So get a lot of good stuff come up during the game. Uh, so give him a couple of likes, hit that heart button on Twitter for him. So I appreciate everything. Hope you enjoyed the match and we will see you next time.